Welcome back. This is Conversations Podcast. I'm Scott Law. And I'm Terry Law. Glad to be here. <clears throat> Thank you for clearing your voice, Dad. We are oh, we go. talking about how to hear God's voice. And we are going to be talking about two Greek words, logos and rhema. And what those uh, will unpack the meaning of that and how that relates to hearing God's voice. So the first scripture today that we're going to be uh, diving into is Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. The, the uh, King James sounds much more simple than that verse. <laughs> it simply says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Yep. Now, the word of God there is the key to that verse, because there are two words for the word of God in the Greek of the New Testament. The one that is used most consistently is the word logos, L-O-G-O-S. And the other word is the word rhema, R-H-E-M-A. Let me try to define for you, if I may, the difference between the words. Rhema means a word that is spoken. Logos is more than a word that is spoken. A logos refers to the entire word of God forever settled in heaven. A couple of sessions back, we talked a little bit about uh, the word of God, the authority of the word of God, and how huge the word of God is. Genesis to Revelation is all the word of God, logos. Now, rhema means simply a word that is spoken. In other words, God takes something out of the huge logos, 66 books, excuse me, in the Bible, and he takes one little word out of there and speaks it to your heart. So rhema simply means a word that is spoken. It's an action. An action. When God speaks to you something from logos, it's been there all the time. And I can't tell you the number of times I've read the Scripture through the years and I've never noticed a verse or never noticed a part of a verse. Mm. And then all of a sudden you pick it up one day and you read it and wham, Smacks you inside the head. I never saw. I never saw that before. Yeah. Has that always been in there? <laughs> yeah. I remember when God spoke to Oral Roberts about a certain part of abundance, and, and he had read a, a verse. How many times he was running out the door on his way to attend university, and he he heard it. But as he ran out the door, the word Lord spoke to him. He had a rhema from that scripture, and he just stopped and grabbed the Bible and said, "Is that written there? Is that in there?" And that's what happens at those moments. And those are gracious moments because those are moments when God speaks. If you're hearing the voice of God, you cannot hear a word that God doesn't speak. God's got to speak it mm. in order for your ear to hear it. So that's the key of hearing the voice of God. God has got to be talking to you. And he does that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit when he takes a scripture verse and just, it opens. It's like a little flower bursting through the soil, and it's reaching up for the spring sun. You understand, you hear, and God talks. And this is how, in essence, how we hear the voice of God. And it's so important uh, that uh, we understand the difference between the two words, and we learn that God speaks. And what I was saying, Scott, initially was in this verse— Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. Notice the, the word hearing. hearing. And hearing. 
Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. But the word there is not logos, it's rhema. Mm. So here's the key. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the rhema of God. What is rhema? A word that God speaks. Mm. It has to be spoken by God in order for you to hear it in the first place. And this is the key of how God speaks to you and me, particularly out of the Bible mm. and out of the Scripture. He says things to you. He, he brings certain scriptures to you, and all of a sudden, it's there. And the Holy Spirit takes the very words that will meet your need at any particular moment. If you need healing, if you need uh, a word of guidance, whatever it is that your heart is wanting to hear from God, the Holy Spirit takes that at particular junctures. That's God's timing. God's timing has got to be involved in hearing his voice. You don't hear God's voice if you're not supposed to hear it at a certain time. It has to be the right time in order for you to hear God's voice, the right time in the right place. And God is very careful about choosing those in your life and mine. This is good. So we're giving everybody a little Greek lesson, and I can expand on that just real briefly. So we talked about the scripture in its entirety. The word of God is logos. And that is the, the written word. The spoken word is rhema, um, the word of God in action. And then the Holy Spirit bringing that to us, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is often described as, as pneuma, um, mm-hmm. which uh, is referred to as the uh, breath, which is interestingly, all, all scriptures God breathed. Mm. Um, so God speaking. God speaking, uh, again, in action. Right. Um, and also the Latin of that, the word Holy Spirit, the reason why we get the word Holy Spirit, um, spirit, the word, it comes from Latin spiritus, which means breath. Mm-hmm. And so there, there you get our modern translation of both from Latin and Greek in the New Testament. Breathed by God. Breathed by God, the Holy Spirit. And so if we, if we kind of break this down in simple terms, the pneuma, the Holy Spirit brings the rhema hmm. from the logos it rhymes. to us. The pneuma brings the rhema. That's right. And so really, uh, the, in this instance, the, the Holy Spirit, spiritus, the pneuma, is the mailman. Right. He's delivering the mail, the message from God. But it's so important to note that you won't hear God if you don't hear the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that speaks the word. And he speaks that word in your heart. Your spirit picks it up. You want to jump into the second verse? Second Corinthians 3, 6? Sure. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. That phrase, the spirit gives life, is so pregnant with meaning. It is just powerful. The spirit brings life. The letter gives you the knowledge, but it's the Spirit that speaks, and it brings the Word of God to our hearts. And we've got to emphasize the fact that there's no way to hear God's voice without being connected to the Holy Spirit, because the Mm. Holy Spirit's going to take God's Word and open it to us and minister to us. But uh, the letter kills. And boy, I've read stuff. I can read a Bible and be totally have my mind in the wrong place and not be concentrating in God's Word. And, you know, if, if it's just a letter, 
and you're memorizing something that you're supposed to memorize, but when the Holy Spirit speaks it, that changes the whole dynamic. Is this, all of is a this sudden, it's alive. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So it's all of a sudden, it's alive. That's right. And, and that word life, zoe in the Greek, is the most used word in the book of John. The word and concept of life. God, John is talking about life. In him was the light, and the light was the life of man. The light of God is our light, in our light, but it's our life. It's what we live by. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Mm. That's eternal life. Zoe life. And that's life right now. Mm. That is not life when you die. I always used to think when I quoted John 3.16, it was all about talking, it was focusing on life after we die. We're going to have life in heaven with God. We're going to be alive forever with God. That's included in it, but it, it's not the only thing. Uh, we have life right now. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life, zoe, to your bodies through the Spirit that indwells you. That verse came from the Holy Spirit. It just it came, it came, it came in, uh, and I recognize that. So God is saying to someone right now, as you're listening to us, if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in Scott. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. That same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life. The Spirit of God is giving life to us every day. We are alive with the life of God. Wow, I love that idea. Just being alive with God. You can't be more blessed than being alive with God's life. And it's happening to us on a consistent basis. It's the best kind of life. Oh, it is. Zoe life. Zoe life, the life of God. Wow. And uh, we have the opportunity to participate. And that life comes to us through the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit opens up that life, and it becomes something unusual to us. Uh, One of the important scriptures on Rhema comes from uh, Luke 4.4. And uh, the Bible says, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that comes from the mouth of God. Notice the two phrases there. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In the Greek, the word proceeds is in the ever-present tense. That means it's happening all the time. The word of God is proceeding to you today. That word is constantly in procession to you and me. But what happens is uh, we've got to partake of that word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that is proceeding out of the mouth of God right now. Notice, the rhema comes from God's mouth. In other words, God's speaking. God can't communicate with you without speaking, and the way God speaks is through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit takes a rhema word and speaks it, and all of a sudden, it's alive. You're you're alive. The life of God is coursing through your inner being, and you are participating in the goodness of God. It's, oh, it's beyond 
comprehension. It's just an amazing thing to be a child of God. It really is. <laughs> He's chosen to bless us in so many ways. That'll preach, Dad. Yeah. That'll preach. That'll that preach. Good. Isaiah 55, 8 through 12. Go ahead and read Great, that. Great scripture. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. Oh, there it is right there. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. See, a rhema is attached to God's mouth. It's attached to the Holy Spirit. A rhema is a word that the Holy Spirit is speaking, and it cannot return to God void. The Bible says, it shall accomplish the purpose whereunto I sent it, but it's that word that that is alive, and it's out of the mouth of God. You've got to get the concept there of the two. The mouth of God's got to be in it, and if the mouth of God's in it, then you're hearing, because his voice is talking. Mm. So this is the whole thing. This is how hearing God's voice comes together. God is talking. What is he talking? He's talking a word of the eternal Logos, but it is the Holy Spirit that's taken that, and it now explodes it into your spirit. Mm. And your spirit grabs it. Your spirit picks it up. And, whoa, we're talking God's business right so, here. So you jumped in and helped me finish kind of verse 11, but I'll finish that. It okay. That word that comes from from my mouth or God's mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, <laughs> and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Oh boy, that that is a time coming for us when the trees of the field will be clapping their hands. They'll be Jesus is returning, and when he comes, he brings his church with him, and all of nature is going to rejoice. It'll be a great moment and a great day, but praise God, this is our, our talking today about how to hear the voice of God. Really good stuff here. How was Jesus Christ born? How did the Word become flesh in the womb of Mary? Let me describe it for you. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, an angel comes from heaven to a virgin in Mary, to a virgin in uh, Bethlehem whose name is Mary. She's probably, uh, young women were uh, engaged to be married when they were 15, 16, 17 years old back in the days of Jesus. So she, let's give her, say she's a 17-year-old girl. And a, suddenly uh, an angel, a blindingly bright light from heaven, is shining in her room. And an angel is talking to her. Mary, hail thou who art blessed among women. Blessed will be the fruit of your womb. Mm. And the angel announces to Mary that she is going to give birth to the Son of God. Now that's a, a, that's a pretty big announcement. And Mary is startled. Why in the world has God sent this angel to her? What has she done that is so special? And because of her own humility, which comes out in the latter part of uh, Luke chapter 1 and 2, Mary talks 
And as she does, she talks, the handmaiden of the Lord is blessed of God, etc., etc. Mm. But the one question that Mary says to the angel that is so overwhelming is, says, how can these things be? I have not been with a man. Now, that is fairly simple. You can't have a baby if you haven't been with the one who gives a baby. I know not a man. I know not a man, she says, and that was her way of expressing it. And so she's saying to the Holy Spirit, you've told me I'm going to bear a child. How in the world am I going to bear a child? And then the angel says to her these amazing words. It's in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. I think those words are, and the angel says, For with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing will be impossible. Now, let me interpret that, that for you. The, the word nothing in the Greek there is two words, two Greek words. And the word nothing simply means no rhema. That's the word nothing. No rhema. In other words, every rhema that God speaks will have the power for its own fulfillment. The word that I just spoke over your head, Mary, if you believe the word I'm bringing to you, you will be pregnant with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mm. Mm. Look at that. That is overwhelming. And Mary responds in faith. She said, be it done unto me according to thy rhema. According to your word, you've spoken, you've said to me, I will become pregnant through the life of God in the form of Jesus Christ conceived in my womb. My faith receives that, be it done unto me right now according to your rhema. Whoa! God's talking to you through rhema, folks. He's talking to us. He's communicating with us. And if our faith will respond to the word that we hear, you will walk with God, you will hear God's voice, you will live in the middle of God's will for the rest of your life. That's the illustration. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. Can you imagine the amount of faith it took for her to believe this rhema when she knew not a man in a you carnal know, sense? A, a, lot of, a lot of people don't, do not believe that we should give Mary credit for her faith. And there are some, for various reasons, theological reasons, I won't get into it. But I'll tell you one thing. She could not have become pregnant without her own faith operating with the rhema of God. The two of them had to come together. And when her faith received the rhema from the angel directly from heaven, the two created Jesus Christ in her womb, alive. And that's what happens, Scott, when I preach the gospel. When any, anybody stands up and tells an audience the story of Jesus and what he did, did on the cross, we tell people that Jesus died for their sin, and if they will open their heart and invite him into their heart, that he'll live in their heart forever. How many times have I done this? I've seen hundreds of thousands of people say yes to God and open their heart to God. What happens? When they believe what the preacher says, I'm like an angel of the Lord. I'm like the angel that came from heaven to Mary. I'm saying to her as an angel, you're going to become pregnant with Jesus. I'm saying the same thing in church. I'm telling the sinner man at the back row at the, of the building, you're going to become pregnant with Jesus Christ. How do I do that? 
by believing the word of God that's coming out of my mouth. Your faith hooks up with God's word, and wow, you got the miracle right there. And that is how salvation happens. That's exactly how salvation By happens. grace, through faith, your faith connects with that rhema word that is coming forth from the pulpit or from a podcast or from the radio. That's the connection. That's the supernatural moment right there, mm -hmm. salvation. That's powerful. That's beautiful. But it's the incarnation all over again every Sunday morning. <laughs> in churches across the land, the preacher's preaching. A sinner man is sitting in the audience saying, I'm a sinner. I'm a believing what you're telling me about what the Word of God says about my life. You're telling me the truth. I want Jesus. I want the Savior in my heart. Jesus comes into his heart by faith. The words of Jesus, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. Listen to the words. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will fellowship with him and he with me. We're called on to hear the voice of God. There's a beautiful painting of that, Scott. I just saw it a couple weeks ago. A painting of Jesus standing at the door and knocking by a, a great uh, painter 100, 200 years ago. And what was interesting to me is there was no handle on the door. No handle on the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You've got to hear his voice. The handle's on the inside. You open the door and invite Christ into your heart, and you can do that right now. And you can have the living life, nature of God, of Jesus in your heart, transforming you and making you a child of God. Let me counsel you right now. Just pray these words with me. Scott, I want you to repeat this after me and on behalf of those who will be praying with me. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. You're asking me to open the door of my heart. You're asking me to open the door of my heart. I open that door. I open that door. The handle is on the inside. The handle is on the inside. And I choose to open that door. And I choose to open that door. And I invite you into my heart. And I invite you into my heart. And I believe. And I believe from this day forward, from this day forward, that I will hear your voice, that I will hear your voice because you said, because you said, if any man hears my voice, any man hears my voice and opens the door and opens the door, I will come into him. I will come into him and fellowship with him and fellowship with him and he with me and he with me. That's the miracle of God in your life right now. And I believe that many in this moment of faith have received and uh, we're going to come back and talk again soon about how to hear the voice of God. Thanks for listening today. Mm. For those of you who heard that and your faith connected with what Dad was praying, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us, Terry Law Speaks. You can email us, info at Terry Law Speaks. Love to hear from you. Give you some material to encourage you and grow you in your faith. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you have a better understanding of how to hear the voice of God. And we're going to continue to talk about that because in this moment right now, this seminal moment in history throughout the world, we've got so much junk going on, so many distractions that are pulling us away from hearing the voice of God. And so that's why we wanted to go back to the basics and talk about the importance of scripture, the importance of inclining our ear to scripture to the Holy Spirit so that we know what we need to do when we need to do it. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. 
We look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.